Coaches Impact Podcast. Our mission is to get better OADB. That's right, on a daily basis. The Coaches Impact is the X's and O's of personal and professional growth. We'll talk about character, standards of excellence, core values, mindset, leadership, and many other topics on our way to living a growth mindset. Together, we'll embark on the journey of getting 1% better every day. Get ready to be inspired and gain insights into the power of coaching and the importance of cultivating a growth mindset. Get ready to broaden your impact. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Coaches Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Zeller. We're going to start this new school year with a bang. Today's episode is all about character and bringing the best out of everyone. That's right. I've got two words for you today. Stephen Mackey. Welcome to the show, my good buddy, the founder and CEO of Two Words Character Development, Stephen Mackey. Mac, how are you doing? What's up, my man? How are you? <laughs> Oh uh, man, great. this is this is so this is so fitting because our friendship began back in 2017 when we interviewed you on our podcast, Coach 360, and that set off a chain reaction of events that brought me to Grapevine for the Battle of the Red Rail, and that led to curriculum, that led to semesterly speaking, and uh, the birth of all of that across multiple districts has been a friendship. Uh, that I deeply cherish, and so really excited that full circle. Now I'm inter- being interviewed on your podcast. Yeah, how how awesome is that? And I was as I was doing some show prep uh, for today, I was you know I went back to that time and in 2017, and, and just kind of recounted some of the things over the years, and you know clearly our relationship's been built around. Um, two words, but it's it's more than just two words and character development and it, in in our paths, we've, we've developed that bond and that friendship. And I was, you know, I, I couldn't help but to think of the Spartan races that we've run together, uh, <laughs> building a goat fence, if that's what we want to call it on your mini farm. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know what yeah. you call it, but I'm calling it a yeah. mini farm back in the day. Uh, and then of course, yeah. you know, we've shared countless conversations going from school to school, uh, and, and and quite a number of Chipotle lunches over the years. So I'm honored to call you my friend and not just the guy behind the 2W videos. So Mac, it's you, it's man. taken us a, a bit to align our schedule so we could speak, but you know, I'm happy you made some some time for us. I know you're busy. I've been seeing your Twitter feed and man, you are everywhere right now, which is good. Yes, it's it's good to be it's good to be in the game. That's for sure. We're <laughs> definitely on a, on a on a burner, though. It's a forty day tour across that spans all across Texas from Midland to Jasper, uh, the North Texas all the way down to the Valley and uh, Arizona, Colorado, Chicago, and a few places in between. Mm. And so it's just been uh, really it's it's really humbling to be trusted by so many districts, uh, superintendents, athletic directors, coaches. We get to speak life into their educators, their staff, and and their kids. And so it's not not a day one goes by that I take it for granted. I'm very grateful to be right where I am. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, let's get right to it. Uh, <laughs> we we talked before we got started. You know, we're talking, and then you're hopping on a plane to 
uh, continue those travels. So let's get to it. Tell us the side of Stephen Mackey that most people don't know about. Talk about Teresa, the kids, and life before 2W. Yeah, so if you really knew me, you would know that from an early age, talking eighth grade, I felt a deep pull in my, in my heart, in my soul, to work with, with students. I've always wanted to be in the trenches working with high school and middle school students. Um, there's never really been a time in my life where I haven't wanted to do that. I didn't always know what that would look like. Um, there, was, there was a time where that looked like doing uh, church ministry or faith-based ministry. And, and now, obviously, for the last seven years, it's looked like two words character development. Uh, but that's something that I always knew that I wanted to do. And in fact, it was through student ministry or student work that I met my wife, Teresa, uh, and we were both on Young Life staff. And, and she actually, uh, the first you know, time we started hanging out, we went and worked out together. And I was thinking, man, this is, this is pretty cool, you know. And, uh, and so we started talking for, you know, just a couple of weeks where we talk on the phone and we text. And, and then uh, one night, it was a Wednesday night, I remember this, that we were talking. And uh, she said, look, I'm just going gonna, gonna to shoot you straight. Uh, I really like you. Like, I can't stop thinking about you. And I, and I was sitting there laying in my bed in Blanco, Texas going, I know that's right. Like, I'm, man, I'm feeling like I'm the man. <laughs> yeah. And then she says, <laughs> and, and then there was a pause. <laughs> and whenever there's a pause after a really great compliment, you know that what's about to follow is going to sting. And she said, but I don't have time for a boyfriend right now, so it'd be great if you stop talking to me. Mm. <laughs> and so she broke up with me two weeks and we weren't even dating yet and we'd only been talking for two weeks and she broke up with me she would go on to do that two more times mm. uh, before I finally said you know maybe you try to control something that doesn't need to be controlled and that that began the beginning of our of our relationship so if you really knew me you'd know uh, two <laughs> things one I've always wanted to work with students and two uh, my wife broke up with me three times before we ever started dating that's kind of the life of alignment though huh well, listen, it, you know, it starts out slow, but once the momentum gets building, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough train to stop. <laughs> Very good. Very good. That's, you know, I, I've, I've seen the family been around them just a little bit, uh, at our time at the, at the mini farm, as I like to call it, but, uh, great family, uh, all around. And I, I, I love, uh, hearing the stories about, the kids and, and just what's going on and staying connected in, in that sense, just outside of, of work, so to speak. But yeah, um, absolutely. Four Mac kids going sixth grade down to pre-K. Um, and so, so <laughs> love it. Man, that's a, that's a crew right there. Um, let's shift gears from family. Talk a little bit about how two words character development got its start. So I was a volunteer for seven years, and, and, and the work that I did as a volunteer with the local high school football team was really helping the student athletes go beyond the game. And, and that's what Two Words Character Development is all about, is helping young people go beyond the game. And what I saw was that there were these incredible athletes who, on the field, they could learn detailed assignments. They could learn technique. They, could, they had work ethic and discipline and focus and all these incredible intangible skills. But the moment that they took the helmet off and stepped into the hallway, they became complete fools. They lost their ever-loving minds. And I, and I just began to say, you know, fellas, if we could just connect the dots 
between sports and life. If you take the skills that you're applying in football and apply them in the classroom or the hallway or at the house, then you can be successful outside of football the way that you are inside of football. Mm -hmm. And that simple idea was really what carried me for seven years volunteering until 2017 when a buddy of mine said, you know, I think you can make a living doing this. I said, James, when I give seven-minute talks before football games, you don't make a living doing that. And he gave me the best piece of advice. He said, don't start with no, start with yes. If you knew it would work, what would you do? And, and one of the reasons I love that advice so much, especially for coaches, is because how often do we answer a question for a kid before we ever ask him? Hey, would you be willing to do that? No, he wouldn't be willing to do that, so I'm not even going to ask him. And then we make judgments on the kid because they, in our head, said no to a question we never asked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or we don't see, or we don't risk pushing a kid further than they think and we think they could go because we don't want them to tell. What if, what if, what if it worked? And 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 what what might we gain if we started with yes? And so, so if I knew it would work, I'd, I'd make a, uh, a 36 week video based curriculum. I'd have workbooks for lessons, workbook lessons for coaches, captains, athletes, and the family. And I'd be the player development coach for every high school in the state of Texas. And he said, Man, you got a plan, go do it. And so I went to my wife and said, What do you think? She said, I think you can do it. And I said, Great, because I just quit my job, so we're all in. And we just went after it. And, and, and I thought I'd get 30 schools and, and preach on Sundays. Um, and very quickly we hit 30 schools and, and, uh, and then a hundred and then 500 and then a thousand and then 1500. And it's just kept growing um, across Texas and across the United States. Uh, it seems every week we add new schools and uh, certainly every month. And, and it's just been an incredible journey. Uh, one I'm very, very proud of and grateful to be on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. So for those out there that don't know, Mackie is the, the face of the company for lack of better words and, and phrasing, uh, it, it's Mackie on the beautiful, videos. Beautiful face. Beautiful face, <laughs> yeah, I might add. That's with a, with a fabulous beard. But there are some very, very important people behind the scenes of Two Words. Tell us about the whole 2W team that we might come into contact with. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the success of any team, in sports or in business or in life, it is the team members, and and we have had from the very beginning just an incredibly dedicated team uh, of experts at what they do, uh, who are dedicated to coaches and kids, and and we've got uh, five full time staff, including myself, and we have half on the operations side and half on the content side, and just like you wouldn't ask an outside hitter to play a different position, you, you wouldn't ask him to be a libero or you wouldn't ask an offensive lineman to be a quarterback. Uh, you know, we don't ask our staff to do things outside of their area of expertise. Mm-hmm. And, and so we, we have operations folks who are phenomenal. Wendy on the customer service and onboarding side, she does our operations, all the back-end stuff. In a coach's office, uh, she's the athletic administrator, um, the, the real boss of the athletic office, the one that makes everything happen picks up all the balls that are dropped and makes the one that dropped the ball look like they've never dropped a ball in their life. Uh, yeah, she's, she's just a she's phenomenal awesome. uh, behind the scenes. You know, if, uh, if it takes her longer than 30 minutes to respond to an email, 
you know, you kind of question like, what's going on? Is everything okay in your life? <laughs> because she's just, she's that great. Yeah. My, 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 you know, and she was, she was, when she was in college, she was my college intern uh, when I was down in Houston. And so we, we go way, way back to her college days, um, 2012. Um, so we, we go, we go way back. Uh, my best friend Colton, um, oh, he's kind of the, the offensive coordinator of the thing, um, the right side of my brain, the left hand, however you want to call it, um, he makes he makes the systems happen. He makes sure that as I'm interacting with coaches, I can take information or conversation, pass it on to him, and he's the executor. Um, he's he's a sounding board as we think about where we want to go and how we can serve coaches more. Um, he's the executor um, uh, of the team, so they kind of live on the operation side, and then. On the content side, we have uh, another of my best friends, Luke, and he is, uh, you know, he's the guy behind the camera, but he's so much more than that. He is, uh, his fingerprints are all over every lesson that's ever been written, every speech I've ever given. He hears some version of it uh, before it gets given. Uh, every two words video that is made, uh, he's worked, he and I have worked through from hey, here's a good set of two words. How could we turn this into a talk? Or, hey, here's a good lesson. What's a set of two words that could go with that? Uh, his fingerprints are all over that. And then Jen, who lives up in Oklahoma, the only one of our team that doesn't live in Texas, um, she is our writer, and she spearheads our workbooks. And so as we film a video lesson, she'll listen to it, take notes, and then she does an interview with me, and we interview and talk about the different ideas that we want to we want to hit, and then she takes that interview and puts it into workbook form. And uh, everybody that's on the team has been here from the beginning, and so they've seen uh, they've seen two words, and they've been a part of the growth from thirty schools to fifteen hundred schools. Yeah, awesome, awesome team. Uh, you described Wendy perfectly, and I'm talking from a customer. Uh, at this point, uh, customer service is outstanding, and you are spot on. Like, I'll send an email, and and it, it the response is is back to me quicker than I would have ever imagined. And also, it's just getting set up. Uh, you know, right now she's waiting on me, probably twiddling her thumbs, thinking, "Is this guy ever going <laughs> to give me his list of staff so I can get them input uh, into the input into the system?" And, and it'll be done so fast so she does a, a great job for you everything you just said is is spot on from a customer standpoint and of course i've met uh colton and and luke so just a, an outstanding team of people uh behind the scenes that most people may not know what they do or, or who they are they just they see mackie and and but the, it's so much more than yep. just you so absolutely and, and like i said the you know the the ability for them to be excellent at what they do, mm-hmm. and and to then you know my job is really to ask the question you know what what do I need to do to cut them loose? How can I keep from holding them back? Do do they need systems? Do they need tools? Do they need encouragement? You know, and so I get to play this role with one foot in content, one foot in operations, and just make sure that everybody has what they need to be their best. Uh, I don't have to micromanage them because they're passionate about what they do. They're full of integrity. Uh, I don't, uh, we don't have time clocks. We don't have vacation day counters uh, because we don't need it because they see the vision. They're bought in on the vision. They have ownership in the vision. And they know that 
before they take time off, before they cut out early to go hang out with family, uh, they know and I know that they're going to have their business handled to the standard that we expect it to be handled. And, and so that's kind of how we, we operate. We operate, we, we have what we call the 2W Big Ten. They're, they're kind of the Ten Commandments of, of being on staff with, with 2W. And, uh, and, and that's what guides us. And, and it's been really, really fun to, to do this work with my friends. Yeah. I'll, I'll say often that, that uh, you know, we set out to build friendships and the result was, was, a, was a company. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just been really, really great um, to, to do that. It just it, it goes back and it shows you the power of having standards and core values, mm-hmm. uh, having those clearly set, making sure that not just the expectation is there, but the equipping to get people and to allow people to be able to meet those expectations. Uh, and then the encouragement along the way, uh, because it does get hard and can get lonely. Uh, and so to make sure that, that we're giving them all three expectation, encouragement, and equipping. And uh, I think that's one of the, the secrets to our success. Okay. So we know how it got started. We know the team now. What is two words character development? Yeah, in a nutshell, we're a video-based character and leadership development curriculum for athletic departments. We offer a yearly curriculum. It's got 36 lessons a year. It's got a seven to 10 minute video lesson in which I teach the character or leadership trait of the week defined and described by two words. And so if our two words, if that week we were talking about sacrifice, the two words might be sacrifice required. And we say there's a lot of things in life that are optional if you want to be successful. Coming from the right family or the right school, there's a lot of too short people in the NBA, a lot of too small people in the NFL. Uh, but the one, so there's a lot that's optional. But the one thing that isn't optional is sacrifice. Sacrifice required. And so then we would talk about how we sacrifice, what sacrifice looks like as a leader, what sacrifice looks like in a team and to have a we before me mentality. And so we talk about all of that, but we would sandwich the talk, we'd open it and we'd close it with those two words. That way that becomes a theme for the week. And then we change the two words every week based on the lesson. And then we have a digital workbook that then has a next step for coaches, captains, athletes, and the family so that we're equipping our coaches to coach beyond the game. We're answering the question for students, how do you lead? Because we don't want to call students leaders, like we often do, without equipping them to go and lead. Uh, we answer the question for athletes, why does it pay to have care coach? I'm going to do it the hard way and take the long road. Like, why? why how does this help me reach my goals? And then for the family, an encouragement to know uh, that, that the work that's happening in athletic departments, uh, it's not just about a scoreboard. It's not just about performance but it's about building up the whole person. And so we do that 36 times a year. And then every year we create 36 new lessons. And, and we, we find the content for our lessons and for the speeches that I give when I do coaching staff developments or district convocations. We find that content by interviewing student athletes from across the state of Texas. So it's, it's almost like we, we do a state of the student athlete every year. And we want to know where students are at. And we want to hear and we want to let them be experts on themselves because I'm convinced that students will tell us everything they need us to know to help them if we as adults will just shut up long enough to listen. Yep. That if we will listen to their words, what they say and don't say, to their actions, what they do and don't do, their relationships, who they hang out with and who they don't, 
if we will simply pay attention and listen, they will tell us exactly what they need help with. And so that's what we do uh, multiple times throughout the year so that we can make sure we keep our finger on the pulse uh, of where student athletes are today and we can bring uh, the best ideas and thoughts and practices uh, to help them grow as people and as leaders. Well, that's good stuff. And I'll tell you, Mac, I, I, I can't go any further without stopping. I, I didn't know that you were going to talk about sacrifice required, but I had to get myself in the in the moment to talk to the Mackie. And I've, I'm rocking my 2W sacrifice required shirt uh, as we speak this nice. evening. So I had to pull that's it out a of the closet. Edition run right there. It is. It is. I will tell you, over the years, I think it has shrunk a little bit. I'm, I'm blaming it on the washer and dryer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I mean that that's one explanation. It, it's the explanation, Mac. It's the explanation. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because listen, it makes sense because you you do some outlandish, outrageous challenges. Uh, just because you get bored, I feel like it's like you're sitting around going, you know, I haven't done anything to punish my body in, you know, six yeah. months. So, you know, let me decide. I'm gonna go march across the state of Tennessee, uh, you know, or something crazy like that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. so there, it must be the washing dryer. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely that. And you know, sometimes you just got to get into the hurt zone. So. <laughs> so. Oh, there you go. Uh, outside of the weekly character videos. What are some other ways that that you and two words can serve districts? Yeah, so we, we, we try to put into three big buckets the ways that we serve. So number one is the curriculum. I mentioned that. Um, number two is in-person interaction with students. And so we'll, I'll, I'll come and I'll speak uh, to individual teams. I'll come and do athletic assemblies. We'll bring all the athletes together do one big athletic assembly, which is really fun because it's not very often that you get all of the athletes on your campus together in one place. And so um, I'll, I'll come and do athletic assemblies, team meetings, and then I'll do leadership training with students. And this can look like multiple one or two hour sessions, or it can look like a one day student athlete leadership event where the student athlete leadership team, members from every program in the district come together. We do a day of training. We have some awesome speakers that come on board and we set a theme with the district and then we have speakers that speak to that. And, and that kicks off a year of service where we challenge student athletes to go back and not only make a difference in their locker room or on their campus, but to lead their teammates in student athlete led community service. And so, you know, I was just at Katie ISD, and we've been doing their student athlete leadership summit for three or four years now. And uh, and this last year, they did 201 community service projects led by student athletes wow. in the last year. And so they put out a really great graphic that showed all their all state and all district and all their different stats uh, of the athletic department. But the, the big one uh, that was on there was that they did 201 student athlete led community service project. Mm. So that's, a, that's another way that we serve districts. So we have the curriculum, we have in-person uh, speaking and leadership training and events, and then we do coaches and staff. And so we'll come in for your coaches kickoff and, and have a, an encouragement for your coaches in mid-year, the beginning of the year, or we'll come in and, and one of my favorite things to do this 
beginning time of the year is to do district-wide convocations yeah. and to bring some of the um, some of the fire and the encouragement and, quite frankly, some of the best practices that make coaches so impactful um, to the whole district. And so um, that's that's what I, that's the season I'm in right now is that coaches kick off and that that co- district convocation. And so those are really the three big ways that we serve. But we're always on the lookout for new ways to serve. We're on the lookout to go, hey, this is what we've done, descriptive, but it's not prescriptive. And so one of my favorite things is when a coach will call and they'll say, hey, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? And then we together get to brainstorm and build um, a really fun uh, new way to serve coaches and kids and uh, and help them grow beyond the game. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's a great system, uh, and, and like you said, there's so many different ways that you serve districts and and programs around the state. One of the things that we are, we we were that close to getting started last year, and then we just couldn't get connected with the with a with a date. So we we got our student leadership councils going at both high schools, and so our next step is to get that lead program in Brazosport ISD. So I'm I'm looking forward to working with Colton and seeing if we can iron down some dates and, and getting that piece off the ground here as well. So absolutely. Lots it's, of good it's, opportunities. The, it's the single biggest, it's the single biggest impact event that we do, not only because of what we do with kids, but because what we encourage districts to do is to invite community members to sit at tables with kids mm-hmm. and to be a table facilitator and to be, to be in conversation with students because after every speaker, we have discussion groups at their tables. And so you get your school board members or your business owners or your military recruiters. You get people who are champions for your athletics department in the community sitting around a table with the best of the best student athletes that you have. And what happens is they walk away and they become, for lack of a better word, evangelists for the athletic program. And they go, man, I see the great work that's happening and we're going to support it. And you get so much community buying in at these, at these events. And, and for students, they get a chance to interact with community members that they never would have otherwise. They get a chance to begin networking uh, in ways that could turn into college recommendations, summer jobs, letters of references. They, they get to make connections with, with the movers and shakers in the community. Yep. that they never would have. And so it's, it's a, it's just a win, win, win. This is it. Absolutely. So let's shift gears just a little bit. I'm, I, I kind of know the answer to this, but I'm, I want to get you talking about it. Uh, what is the relationship with the Texas high school coaches association meant to you in two words, character development? It, you know, in 2021, we were named the official character development curriculum of the Texas High School Coaches Association. And and that really, when I got that call from Coach West and Coach Martin, uh, it, it literally brought tears to my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I literally sat in the truck and wept uh, because it was it was just such a a, a you know vote of confidence. It was yeah, such an a, affirmation. Uh, an affirmation of, of the work that we've been doing and and to know that this isn't just a good idea that I think helps people. Uh, but this was, this was the, the affirmation that said, 
no, this is this is something that's becoming synonymous with Texas high school athletics. Mm. And, you know, we've had, you know, the, the coaches association has been almost each major movement for us, the association has been at. You know, back in 2018, I got to speak at the leadership summit for the first time. And and that was, I remember when Coach Rutledge, who's the director at the time, um, called me, I thought that I thought like there's no way that this must be a robo call or like you know it's surely this isn't the real thing, <laughs> and I was like a, I was like a little schoolgirl, uh, just like trying to hold it together on the phone, while freaking out in my you know in my bedroom and my wife was like who are you talking to what's going on and it was just it was such a, an incredible invitation you know funny story I, I remember when we started two words and I saw that event I said you know I'm if I could speak at Leadership Summit one time in the next five years, that would be like that would be a big goal. That'd be a big deal. Yeah. And I got to speak for the first time ten months after we started Two Words, mm. or I got the call ten months after. Uh, and since then, I think I've spoken at Leadership Summit five times. Um, keynoted the Texas High School Coaches Association Coaching School. Um, keynoted the Athletic Directors Association Conference, mm-hmm. and um, it's just been. It's been a really cool thing. I don't think any other speaker has keynoted all three events, and I was able to do it in one school year. Um, and it just, again, it goes to, it speaks to the confidence and the trust that that coaches have given have given me, and uh, and it's something that I cherish, and and quite frankly, it drives a lot of the work we do to go. I, I don't want to let, I don't want to let these coaches down. Um, and so it's just been, it's been huge, um, to be there and, and to be able to be the guy that, you know, and they'll tell you, if you call the association and you have an issue that is beyond the game related, beyond the X's and O's, uh, they'll say, Hey, call, call Mackie. And, uh, and so to, to get to be their guy means a lot. Yeah. I, I was present for two of the three of those speeches and as, you know, I've come to expect they're always outstanding and, and they're different crowds. You know, the, the leadership summit is, is a, a mixture of all coaches, ADs and, and such. And of course, then the ADs association is, is ADs, campus coordinators. And, and of course, coaching school is, is everybody, boys and girls side, all coaches, ADs, everything. And, and that was the one that I missed this year. I had, I, I was in that hurt locker uh, while you were speaking. So, <laughs> yeah. so Let's talk about Stephen Mackey, the author. Uh, let's hear the behind-the-scenes story, uh, whatever you can share, about writing the locker room with Damon West. And then, you know, do you have any other projects in the works? So the locker room came about, I had the idea, July 3rd, 2021. And, you know, re- remember, there was just so much turmoil going on. You know, we're... We're not that far removed from COVID. We're not that far removed from George Floyd and just all kinds of division and hurt in, in our country. And I was sitting in our RV and I was reading a book and, and I, I just had the idea. I said, you know, what if, what if America had a locker room? Like if America had a locker room, we wouldn't have a lot of the problems that we have today. And, and I knew that that was a sentiment that has been uh, echoed by many coaches that I knew. And, and, you know, they use different terms and phrased it differently, but that same idea, man, if we just had a locker room, if people could just see what happens, it's what, cause you got all kind of different people, different backgrounds, hurts, histories, hangups, all of that. 
and they come together for one common goal. And they let their differences become a source of strength instead of a source of division. And so I said, man, wouldn't it be awesome if somebody wrote that book? And I said, man, why not me? And I was like, but you know, what it would be really cool is if Damon West was willing to write a book with me the way John Gordon was willing to write a book with him. And I didn't really know Damon. I knew of Damon. Uh, I'd seen him around the speaking circuit. I, I followed him on Twitter, but we weren't friends by, by any stretch. And so I sent him a Twitter message, and it was a long one. It was a stroller. <laughs> and, uh, and basically I said, I, I laid my pitch out there. I said, man, I'm going to do this one way or another, but I'd love to do this with you. And like three minutes later, he's, he responds and says, call me. So I call him and we talk like 40 minutes, hmm. lay it all out. And at the end he goes, all right, tell me exactly what you want to do. The man, I want to write a book with you. I want to write this book and I want to go make a difference and, and tell the story about why America needs a locker room. And he said, all right, let's do it. When can you meet? And I said, well, I can come see you tomorrow. And he goes, my guy, you live in Blanco. I live in Beaumont. It's like five <laughs> and a half hours apart. And, it, and it's 4th of July. And I said, what's your point? And he goes, okay, I get it. So I got, in the, I got in the rig, and I drove uh, from Blanco to Beaumont on the 4th of July, and we met in a Starbucks on a Sunday afternoon, and we mapped out a plan for the locker room. And over the next 10 weeks or so, um, six to eight weeks, we just hammered this book out. And, and I, would, I, would, I would write chapter one, and then he would come back through and edit it and change it and switch it, and then i get started on chapter two. And then... I would write, and then he'd come back, and he would kind of follow me, and then we'd get to some chapters, like, all right, now you go first, and I'll follow you. And so he's kind of bounced back and forth that way to where it got to a point where it was it was hard to know who wrote what part. We just we were able to work seamlessly together. Hmm. And, uh, and we got the manuscript put together. We had some incredible folks, um, Dr. Josh Childs at University of Texas, uh, and many coaches across the country. Uh, that were willing to read some early manuscripts and give us some feedback and get it to our editor, to our agent. And uh, 10 months and two weeks after we had the idea for the book, it was on the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list. Mm, that's amazing. And, and, and to go from idea to bestsellers list in 10 months yeah. is absolutely unheard of. Yeah. To have a manuscript done in 10 months is pretty rare. But it is a one in a million type thing to just have the idea, get it written, and get it on the bestsellers list. And, and I can tell you with all confidence, and Damon will tell you the same, the reason we made that bestsellers list was because of coaches. Uh, because coaches saw the value of the book, they saw the message, and they got behind it. They bought it for their staff, they bought it for their kids, and, uh, and if, it, you know, if it weren't for coaches, uh, we wouldn't have made the list. Um, but, but they got behind it and, uh, and we did. And so it's been uh, just a powerful tool to be able to give to individuals and teams uh, to let them see just how powerful the locker room can be to help heal hurt and overcome adversity and, and, and build unity. Um, it's a short teaching story that follows the high school football team uh, when at the biggest moment of their season, they face their biggest adversity of the season. Yep. Not one that comes from across from the line, but from within. And, uh, and it's a story of how the coaches handle it poorly and then how they learn from one another and handle it and, and bring about healing and, and unity. Yeah, it, it's a it's an absolutely fantastic read. And, and 
it's an easy read. It's a book that the the story is so good you don't want to put it down and so you in in all likelihood you're going to finish this in one setting or two uh it's just really really good uh, i i i bought it when i as soon as i got here everybody on staff had a copy and in brazosport isd just so good and it's a message everybody needs to to hear uh but to, to also read take the time to read and listen to and just process it because uh, it's it could, it's so easy for the the story to happen to any of us that if we just kind of listen, open our ears and listen, we That's can it. do a lot of good in the world. That's it, brother. And so uh, so it's been it's been great to get to uh, let that be the first book and get it out there and kind of get the uh, the monkey off the shoulder, so to speak, and mm-hmm. and uh, and to kind of know the process and and find some of the support structures to help. For future books, and um, and you know now um, I'm in the early stages. I'm torn between two books. I'm not sure which direction I want to go. Um, one book is is working titles called "Listen Up: uh, What High Performing Teenagers Need Adults to Hear Before It's Too Late," Ooh. and and this is a book that just kind of lays out the power and the importance of just what I said. The students will tell us everything they need us to know to help them if we we'll just listen, and, um, and and it would be uh, really uh, an ad, advocating for for um, our student athletes and our high performing teenagers and, and the things that they're sharing and, and telling me uh, that that they need help with the most. Mm-hmm. And, and then the other book is uh, working titles called Character is Fate, uh, and it and it just talks about why um, character is the most important talent that any team can develop because it's the it's the one thing more than any other that will determine your future. Mm. And, and this would be, be a book that we would lay out um, essentially why character wins and, and uh, the impact that it has on your team, organization, business, and, and then how you can build it, uh, how you can build it like a muscle. Uh, because what I've seen in most character books is they, they profile exemplars and they tell the story of incredible people who have incredible character and they tell a really compelling story but they don't help you know how to then build that character trait for yourself. And so where, where we live both with the curriculum and in my speaking, where I want to live in this book is to, to not just define a trait. I'm going to talk about how it helps teams win, whatever your team may be, and then how you can know. Well, from a future reader of both of those, I I want them both at the same time and I want them now. Uh, So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't give you any advice on, on which one to, to do. I, we're going to talk about, uh, for sure, one of those uh, paths a little bit here uh, upcoming. Uh, so maybe that one's a lead, but, man, they're both such great topics to, to share with us. And uh, you've got a platform where you're going to be able to teach us a lot about both of them. So I look forward to, to whichever one comes first and then whichever one is second. So let's shift a little bit and kind of get into my world a little bit more. Uh, Let's talk about the importance of the title of coach. Talk to us about the impact a coach can have on the life of an athlete and why that's so important. When I think about the impact of a coach, what what I think about what comes to mind is, is for many student athletes, you are not just the one, the gatekeeper to playing time. You are a father or mother figure. You're 
you're a stable force in their life. Uh, for many of our young women, our, our female coaches are the only women that they know that have a family and a career. They're a wife and a mom. I've never seen someone do all of those things. And so your life is an example to them. And you have the opportunity to use something that has captured their attention, sport, for something so much bigger than winning a game. But for, but for, prepare, but for preparing kids for success in the game of life. And so the, the importance of, of a coach in that, in that role is that you get to set kids up for success in the game of life. And what more, what more important role is there? Right? You think if you're going to build a house, the first and most important step is to build and lay a good foundation. And, and that's what coaches get to do, is you get to lay the foundation uh, for, for what students will build the rest of their life mm -hmm. on. And so that, to me, is the power and the impact of the coach, of that title, is when coach says, like, it's gospel truth. When coach says, there's authority behind it. And so when you put authority, that authority behind um, the importance of the foundation that they're building, then the students are going to follow that. Yeah. Just a few minutes ago, we were talking about listening to, ath uh, to athletes and uh, you have provided a platform to to gain information some from some high performing athletes around the state, and you use that to help frame your work, but then also to bring back to coaches. Uh, and that was that was one of your book ideas. What are some? I think we could talk about this for for a while. So, kind of be be picky and, and choosy about what you want to talk about here. But what are some of the more pressing takeaways that? coaches should know going into this 23-24 school year about what athletes are saying and what's important to them? So one of the things that stood out to me most when I talked to students, I just asked them the question, what do you need adults to know about you? Uh, or, to phrase it another way, what do you think adults get wrong about you? And, and one student, she, 4.0, college athlete, or going to be a college athlete, and in every way, she, she was the ideal student athlete, everything a coach would want in, in, a, in a team member. And, and she said, you know, I don't need you to put more pressure on me. I put enough pressure on myself. Um, she said, it's really hard to be a teenager. Um, and, I, and I think that we can sometimes forget that even our most highest performing, mature, talented athletes are still just kids. Like they can be, they can be a month away from signing a million dollar NIL deal, graduate, walk off the stage, and into the lawyer's office, yeah. and they're still just kids. They still need encouragement. They still need coaching. And so, one of the things that we have learned from talking to students is that if we only spend time talking about high standards, high expectation, and the why. We can convince ourselves that we, because we talked about how important it is and we've ratcheted up the pressure so much, we can forget that we haven't necessarily taught them how to live up to those standards, how to meet those expectations. And that's what this young lady was getting at, was I don't need more pressure. I need more equipping. I need more encouragement like because it, it's really hard. And, and all three of those matter. 
expectation, equipping, and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Because without without expectation, you have a really equipped or talented student athlete who gets told and encouraged all the time, but they have no desire to work hard. They go, "Why would I? Like everybody thinks I'm great. They know I'm great. I got to tell why. Why push myself?" But if you have expectation and equipping, but no encouragement, you get a bunch of robots. You get 10, 12, 14, 18-year-olds who spend their every waking moment obsessed with sport, and they get burned out because they've lost the joy of the game. There's no sense of team or camaraderie or joy about it. It's just all expectation and performance. And so it really does take all three. But the, the beauty is, is that the more you have those three things and the more in proportion they are, the higher the expectations can go. The more technical the equipping can get, uh, the more specific the encouragement gets, and it allows students to perform at a higher level without stepping into burnout, without stepping into having to, to find unhealthy choices to turn the pressure down like a release valve just to be able to make it to the next day. Uh, that when those things are in proportion, then students are able to be balanced and they can work really, really hard at sport, but they can also still experience a joy in it. They can be proud of the work they're doing, but not find their identity, value, and worth in it. Mm. That's good. That's why I wanted to ask you that as we prepare to lead into 23, 24, I know that that what you just said the last two minutes or so is is going to be a good portion of that first book idea, uh, but but we need to know that information now. Uh, we don't need it when the book is released because we will have lost some kids along the way. Uh, it's such yeah. great and information. To, and to put it succinctly, and to put it succinctly, you know, the 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 higher the expectation we want in our kids, the better we as coaches have to be in our job of coaching kids. Mm. And if we don't raise our expectation, our standard of coaching to meet the standards that we have for them, then we're setting them up for failure, but they will take the blame. Mm. And so it's like, you would never, you would never just tell a kid, Hey, go get your legs stronger. Right, not, not not in today's age, man. We don't have workouts anymore. We have programs, mm-hmm. and and we can we can calculate things down to the nth percentage. And we got you know we don't have those extra long pages that just have row after row of max percentages. You know that we had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now you've got TV screens, and and they're measuring your velocity and the depth. And the, hey, you know you slowed down by 0.27 you know seconds on this last slot, so we need to adjust your weight. Yeah, it's detailed. Right. If you want to build strength, well, why would we not do that? Not only with the technical aspects of sport, but with the intangible aspects of sport, knowing that when we can do that and they teach better, they will be more equipped to reach those higher standards. And then we come along and, and, and because we love them, we encourage them. And encourage them doesn't mean we got to pat them on the back and be soft on them. But sometimes the best encouragement is calling a kid out and telling them the truth. Uh, but, but also we got to remember they're kids and they need to be reminded when they're doing well, that yep. we need to catch them doing right. Not just doing wrong. Yep. Mackie, one of the things I want to talk about, uh, is adversity. Uh, I think it's important for everyone to understand that we all have to handle adversity at, at times in our lives. And 
every day might not always be what we had hoped it would be. Talk about the days when you wake up and you just aren't quite in full Mackie mode, ready to get after it. What are some of the things that you do to get over that hump or to at least get you get yourself to a point where you're bringing it in the moment if you have a speaking engagement? As, as cliche <laughs> as this may sound, but cliches are cliches for a reason. The, the thing that makes all the difference for me is gratitude. And in fact, this is one of the things I've been talking to coaches and districts about uh, this, this tour is, is the importance of cultivating the practice of gratitude with our, with our students and for ourselves. Uh, because what gratitude does is it has a way of reorienting our perspective. And it allows us to move away from being driven by fear and reward. And it allows us to get to a place where we're driven by love, passion, and want to. And when we think when adversity comes, why is adversity scary? Because it's going to take away our reward or it's going to bring a consequence. And so when we are driven by the fear of losing or the hope of winning, what happens is, is over time we begin to get entitled and it takes more and more fear or more and more reward to do less and less work. But love, passion, want to, that that does the opposite. Like when we're driven by love, passion, it takes less and less love for your teammate to do more and more work. Uh, it takes less and less passion to get out there and do the work. And so on those days where adversity is there, when you just don't feel like it, when you can tap into the love of teammate, the passion of your calling, the internal desire to just be your best, the want to, when you go, man, I just have just a little nugget of that. But that little nugget is enough to go, you know what? I can be grateful for this adversity because it gives me an opportunity to live and to be who I say I am. I'd be grateful for this adversity because it's going to teach me something that I otherwise never would have learned. You know, uh, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I, I hit a, I hit a max bench press today. And as I was watching the video back, a guy I was working with, he's a great strength coach up here in the DFW area. And he noted that my left elbow flared out a little bit as I was, as I was pushing through. And he said that flare right there, uh, you know, that, that's your tricep giving out. And, and he said, it didn't happen on these other lifts because you hadn't hit its, your limit yet. But on this lift, you, you hit a technical breakdown. Now, you still finish the lift, but the, you broke technique. And so that's an indicator that that's an area to work on. And so I could look at that and I could miss the, that I hit a big lift and I could be upset that, oh, man, I've got this technical deficiency. And so there's this fear of maybe I won't be able to do more yeah. because I have this technical difficulty. Or I can, I can be grateful for my coach. I'd be grateful that I saw this and that gave me the insight to now work on this so that I can overcome it. And, it, and it's gratitude that makes that shift from fear and reward to love, passion, and want to. And so, you know, one of the things that I do whenever I step on a campus is the first thing I say is I'm glad to be here. And I say it out loud. And I know it, it, it sounds mm -hmm. like a, a, a catchphrase. And, and in some ways it is, but it's a verbal reminder to me that I'm not owed the microphone when I walk in there. 
I'm not all of these coaches' time, these kids' time. And that it's a gift for me to get to be there. And and it and allows me to shift into not fear and reward, the fear that I'm going to do bad, the reward I get for speaking there, but the love, passion, once the love I have for kids, the passion to go beyond the game, the want to want to be my, the best in the world with this, and then to click in and go be able Yeah, yeah, really good. So I, I threw this, uh, or I threw an opportunity out to some coaches and said, hey, if, if you could ask Mackie a question, what would it be? So, of course, Coach Carey, head football coach at Brazoswood High School, sent me a question, and here is his question. After seeing the two words program implemented across the state, what are some things coaches can be doing to further enhance our character programs? And then what are you seeing in districts across the state that really work well and go beyond push and play on the videos? So the first thing I would say is the next step, as coaches have gotten implemented, they're seeing results, the next step is for the coach to start meeting with a group of seniors or a group of your captains. Mm-hmm. You do the lesson with them and let them do the lesson with the rest of the team. Ooh. And to, to, to get to a place where, uh, you know, I learned this from uh, PJ Fleck. So, you know, he doesn't have a football coach in Minnesota. Yeah. He doesn't have a position. He didn't have a position group that he coaches, like quarterbacks or offensive line. His position group is a leadership council. Mm. And so he invests in them the way the offensive line coach invests in the O-line. And so so I would say that would be a great next step yeah. is for your coaches to start investing in your athletes and then let your athletes lead it. But again, set them up for success. Mm-hmm. Teach them how to do it. Don't just give them the expectation, now you're going to go lead it. You've seen me do it. You do what I do. But then equip them and then encourage them along the way. Um, you know, and so, so that would be how to answer that first question. The, the second question, I, I have to give I have to give credit to you guys uh, and, and say I've never seen any district create a character education position for one of their coaches and to have people on the athletic department's staff whose job it is to make to help coaches implement the curriculum. And so the way that you guys did that, um, is y'all are one of one um, in that, mm. and uh, and just to be able to have somebody that's able to go to every athletic period and help make sure that your young coaches, uh, your coaches that don't want to learn new tricks, mm-hmm. are not only being faithful and accountable to it, uh, but that they're able to help and take some of the burden off, uh, so that they can get in the rhythm, see the benefits, and, and really make it work. Yeah. So full disclosure on that, none of that is my doing. I, one of the things when I got this job, I noticed an open position on, on the HR website for a character coach. And I remember telling my wife, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like it belongs in athletics and it sounds really cool. Um, and so then when I got here, um, you know, I, I clearly, I, I got to know a little bit more about the, the program and, and, you, you know, I'm just super thankful to be part of Brazosport ISD and the vision that Mr. Massey, our superintendent and his cabinet and the board of trustees has uh, for the total success of the district is the, our, our character coach positions are because of them and the vision that they have for our department and, and the impact that we have on, on student athletes. And so it's, it's been really great you know, when I came in, the, the discussion when I met with our three character coaches was, okay, 
now let's talk about the system. We know what we're doing. Let's talk about the system. And, and the easy answer for me was, okay, we're not actually talking about the program because that we're, we're doing two words. Let's talk about how we implement it and how we then support the coaches and the athletes around the district. So it's, it's been great. It's caught on um, much faster than, than I would have anticipated in a district that didn't have it previously. So done a really great job. So. Well, Mackie, we are nearing the end of our time, and I know you've got a flight to, to catch. But if you don't mind, would you leave us with your favorite quote for the Coach's Impact Bulletin Board? If I had only one quote to give, <laughs> it, uh, it comes from the guy, I would say, uh, maybe more than any other, uh, influences the way that I speak and the way that I teach. Uh, there, there's lots of hints of different speakers but if I only got to listen to one, uh, it would be this guy, Rick Warren. And, uh, and he said, the purpose of influence is to serve those who have none. Mm. And, and the reason that we're in the positions that we're in as coaches, as leaders of men and women, as those with talent, with resources, with time, the reason we have that is so that we can serve others. Mm. That the moment that we get to a place where we begin to exploit what we have for our own game uh, is the moment that uh, we start turning inward and entitlement will follow, bitterness will follow, jealousy will follow, and, and our influence will be taken away um, either by consequence or uh, it will just fade away because people will stop following. Um, but when we deploy our talent, our time, our resources, our influence, when we deploy the best of us to the best of others, we end up with more and more and more. It's this upside down truth. You never lose helping other people win. Mm, that's good. It's really good. Well, Mac, it's great sharing this time with you. Thanks again for taking time out of your, your evening to join me. And we have, it's been, a, it's been a long time coming. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad we were able to squeeze out uh, an hour or so so that we could we could do this. As we close out, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you or your team to get more information on how they can bring two words uh, and even you to their district. Yeah, the easiest way to get a hold of us is at twowords.tv. That's the number two words.tv. Or you can check out MackieSpeaks.com or Mackie Speaks on social platforms, and any one of those will get you to all of our things, uh, from the book to the curriculum to speaking, twowords.tv or MackieSpeaks.com, uh, at Mackie Speaks. Yep. And, and just as a side note for anybody out there that needs a, a reference, uh, I'm happy to help with that. Uh, I've had two words in Mackie in three districts now, going on six years, uh, maybe going on seven. I can't remember. Yep. When this we're talking about place. this is your seven, man, this is your seven place. has flown by. Uh, but when we're talking about character development, you know, we speak the same language and I think it's important to have one voice or message being delivered. Uh, and I never have to worry when I bring Mackie in that I'm going to have to walk anything back. Uh, you live your message, which is for an, an administrator is extremely important when you bring somebody and put them in front of your staff and your kids uh, and and it's, it's also fun to see how the kids respond to you in the videos and then also mm -hmm. how the coaches respond to you. It's, it's kind of cool. You become a celebrity when you come on campus live, and it, it's fun to 
I see all the selfies or little autographs and stuff like that. So uh, the program knows no age. And uh, even though the message is being delivered to high school athletes, it, it's applicable to adults as well. So if you're not using two words, you should be. Uh, get in touch with me if you need any info on budgets, if that may be a concern. I can tell you offline uh, how I've made it work in three very different ways in the three districts I've used two words and Mackie, it's possible for everyone. So, yeah, and I appreciate that. And, and I'll just add in that we'll never let money keep a school from getting our curriculum. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, I've been our, that's been our promise from day one. And, and it's a promise that we'll keep for as long as we're, we're blessed enough to get to do this work. Yeah. Yeah. And they mean that it's a very genuine group of, of people and uh, they'll serve you well. Uh, you won't, you won't regret it. So, Mac, man, I appreciate it. I want you to have a safe flight and then drive safe when you're driving. Uh, I think we're going to reach a good number of people. And in, in doing so with this, it's my hope that one or both of us has made a positive impact today. And, man, keep doing what you're doing. You're impacting thousands upon thousands of athletes and coaches. And, man, I, I just want you to know that we appreciate you uh, for all the good work that you're doing, but also uh, the genuine care that you, you provide to us. Uh, it's real. And you guys, man, keep rocking. Man, brother, thank you so much. And, and thank you, not just for the partnership, but for the friendship. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's been the best part of this whole right, thing, man. So, well, I appreciate Absolutely. you again. Man, fly safe, and uh, we'll see you soon. I right, look forward to it.